Welcome to the Illuminated Path Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, founder of Eno Wellness Collective. My wellness journey started with yoga, which led me down the path of exploring healing modalities like meditation, breath work, sound healing, mindset work, and so much more. This exploration inspired my mission to help others find what lights them up. Get comfortable and curious as we learn from experts, teachers, and creators who are lighting up their communities and living an inspired, expansive life. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Illuminated Path podcast. I am so excited to have you here. For those of you who I don't know personally or who haven't been in my world quite yet, my name is Liv and I am the host of this podcast. I am so excited to share space with you all, to introduce you to people who have inspired me so much and ultimately to learn together. So I wanted to start off this very first episode with sharing a little bit about my wellness journey and my story. And recording this episode actually took quite a bit of time. I had been doing the interviews. I had put all the little steps that I needed to do to get this podcast going, but I kept putting this one off. And I've noticed that creating this podcast in general has brought up a lot of things in the process, a lot of limiting beliefs. I've had to coach myself through this whole process, taking something big like, I'm going to start a podcast and actually breaking it down into really small steps like, what's the name? What's the graphic? What's the interview lineup. There's all these little steps that it takes for this to come to fruition. And recording this first solo episode and recording my story has actually been a much harder piece of the puzzle than I anticipated. So I'm excited to share a little bit about my journey, my story, my path, and what led me here before we start to dive into an amazing lineup of interviews that I have for these next few weeks together. So when I was thinking about my wellness journey, I was trying to figure out where do I start, right? What was that point for me that really was the spark? And you'll hear in a lot of the interviews that I do with guests, I always ask them that. Where did it come from, right? What sparked thinking about your health and wellness in a more conscious way? And so for me personally, what sparked it for me was an injury. So I had an injury in high school where my knee would dislocate. If anyone ever has had that experience, it is awful. (laughs) And so I had this uh, injury that would happen every now and then, and it really slowed me down. At the time I was dancing, um, I had minored in dance in college. So I was doing a lot of active dance classes. And so it really slowed me down. So I was raised on Guam. I moved to San Diego for college. And so as I was in San Diego for college, I decided to go to my first yoga class. Uh, A friend of mine at the time said, let's go, let's sign up together. Let's take our first class together. And a funny story is that now we're both yoga teachers. So really amazing how that first little experience of like, let's go take a yoga class together really sparked this path for both of us. So I remember being in that first class and really connecting to it because 
I was able to move my body with my breath. I was able to connect to my body. It was a vinyasa power class. I was very hot, very sweaty, very active, and I loved it. I was really uh, so connected to that style of yoga and the teacher at the time. And so I remember walking in, so where I went to college, next to it is this little place called La Jolla. It's a beautiful part of San Diego, right on the beach. And I remember seeing a sign sort of those window decals that you see on windows before something opens. And there was a sign saying like yoga studio coming soon. And I remember I snapped a picture of it, got in touch, like emailed the email and it all happened very fast. Uh, and a couple days later, I remember being in the owner's house, like on a computer, sending out invitations, um, inviting some of their members to come. And it was really amazing to see from like pre-opening, grand opening of this amazing yoga studio, and then all through, you know, getting people into classes, teacher trainings, events. And when I look back on it now, I think, wow, what an amazing place to have that first yoga job experience. When I think about that experience, I think when I looked at the schedule of classes, there were 10, 12 classes a day, like at all different hours, all different types, yoga for surfers, yoga for, you know, power vinyasa, Iyengar, restorative, sound bath, teacher training, breath work, right? There were so many amazing classes and amazing um, teachers there. And part of the exchange as I helped with events and helped in the front desk and checking people in is I got to take any class I want. And so I would oftentimes have my shift and then whoever was teaching at the end of my shift, I would just pop into that class. Sometimes I would be the only person in there. I got some private classes. Sometimes I would just be with another person. Other times I was sneaking in the back of like a packed wait list class, right? So I think that that experience there was so eye-opening to experience not just yoga, but things like breath work, different teachers, meditation. I remember having my first really real meditative experience in that studio. Unfortunately, it's no longer there. I always wish I could go back and experience a class there, but I definitely can trace back my yoga journey to seeing that literal sign. <laughs> a couple of other things that really inspired me along the way. So I decided after college to not take the traditional route of jumping into a job. I had studied communications in college. I'd minored in dance, a nice little duo there for to really be like, what am I going to do next with this? But I knew that I would find a job. It would be aligned and the timing would all be in line when the time was right. But I decided to take a slightly alternative path. I decided to, instead of jump into a job post-college, that I would go traveling. And initially, I had just planned to go traveling, backpacking around South America for two months. I had a friend that was going to come with me. We had our backpacking gear. We had our itinerary, you know, starting in Peru, doing Machu Picchu, making our way kind of the backpackers route. And before leaving, I'd graduated from college in San Diego. I had moved up to LA. I had a, was in a relationship. My boyfriend lived up there. I had my car up there. I moved all my things up to LA and then I was going to go just travel for two months and then come back. And the universe is funny in that way where a lot of things happened that summer that allowed me to travel for much longer. So a couple weeks into getting up to LA, my boyfriend and I broke up, relationship ended. For me, it seemed 
semi out of nowhere, right? But when I look back on it, I think, wow, that was actually a big uh, driver in me taking this big leap to go travel for longer. But I kept thinking, my car, my car is keeping me here, right? And a car can keep you in a place for much longer than needed. I had suitcases. I had my car. A couple of weeks before I was supposed to leave to South America, I was on a road trip up to Big Sur. My car breaks down on the side of the road, literally just engine stops. <laughs> and so then I didn't have a car to be tied to. I literally had some suitcases that I could drop at a friend's house while I traveled. And so that two months of going around South America actually extended to about a year and a half of travel. I spent time obviously in South America. I went to Bali for the first time with my first solo trip, which was incredible. I went to Singapore. I spent some time in Rome where my dad lives. I spent some time in Guam where my mom lives. But this year and a half of travel and just being so open and so free I feel like was a super transformational time. And I always think about that, you know, when did I feel the most connected to myself and free in my younger years, like in my 20s? And I always think back, like that year and a half was the most amazing experience. I feel like it really opened my eyes and sparked that sense of like, I need to keep exploring, right? I need to see how people live and get immersed in different cultures and different languages. And so that piece of my path still I hold very close to my heart today. So after my year and a half of traveling, I ended up in San Francisco. I was actually born in San Francisco and then I grew up and spent most of my life in Guam. But my parents that lived in San Francisco, my sister and I were born there. So I knew the Bay Area was calling me back in some way. And so I landed in San Francisco and got my first real job, right? And that also was a, a big piece of my path. I ended up being at the job that I chose for almost eight years. And it's funny because I applied to that job in a different role that I ended up being hired on for. I was between that company that I worked for and another company that was more sort of well-known. Everyone knew the name of it in that you know tech world at that time. And so my decision was, do I go with this big name company at this role that maybe I'm like ah, on the fence about, or do I go to this kind of newer company that's kind of in my interest wheelhouse, but I don't know exactly where it might lead me to. So glad that I decided to pick that job and that company and that role because those eight years taught me so much that I think really prepared me for this entrepreneurial journey that I'm currently on. So I was working in the event space. I started off in sales. I was doing cold calls all the time. And I feel like that experience really humbled me and taught me so much uh, that I bring into my everyday life now. I remember specifically a moment when a manager that I had turned to me and I am more soft-spoken, a little bit quieter. I'm not your average like salesperson, right? When you think of a salesperson, we had a bunch of other people, you know, uh, more outgoing, louder guys on their headsets, like pacing back and forth, just feeling kind of sales-y. <laughs> and I remember one of my managers at the time turned to me and said, this is going to be one of the most important jobs you have because you're learning how to get people to say yes to you, whether that's through trusting you, through communication, like, and this is going to be a skill that you can bring with you anywhere. And I truly think that being able to cold call people is 
rough. So I absolutely think of that role as something that really primed me for things that were to come. My eight years there, I was in everything from sales to creating my own role in sales training to moving into learning and development. And by the end of my job there, I was traveling all over the world, onboarding, training teams, integrating acquired companies. And again, sparking that travel bug in a work environment. I got to work with people in the UK, in the Netherlands, in Germany, in Spain, in Australia, in Brazil, in Nashville, right? all different types of people. And it was really amazing to get to not only train and onboard these teams all over the world, but to spend time there. I would typically go to these offices for weeks at a time and integrate into what that experience was. And so eight years is a long time <laughs> to be at some place at one company. So as I was sort of nearing the end of that time, one little thing I forgot to mention is within that eight years, I moved from San Francisco to Amsterdam. So I lived in Amsterdam for about two and a half years and getting to live in that environment, living abroad, being one of the only you know Americans in an office, uh, what, being able to really integrate into that culture and that life. My husband is Dutch. I met him in Amsterdam. So that has been a big piece of my journey. But around probably year seven at that company, I started to think, what do I want next, right? I spent so much time talking to event organizers, people that were creating events. Being in that event mindset, the, the motto of the company I worked for too was make it happen. So just being in that energy for so long, it really inspired me to want to switch over to the other side, to switch over to being an event creator myself. And so when I started to think about what I wanted to do next, my husband and I had talked about moving back to Guam, being closer to family. And I knew immediately that if I moved back home, I would want to create something new, something that didn't exist here, something that brought together not only my experience, but also my passion. One of the things that I had done throughout my travels, throughout my time in California, throughout my time in Amsterdam, was really soak in all of the wellness offerings that existed in these amazing places and cities. I would always seek out a yoga class or seek out a workshop or go to a retreat or go to uh, some type of workshop experience with the teacher. I was always seeking out ways to grow and develop and continue that world, that work of personal growth. And so when I thought about what I wanted to create, I knew that I wanted to bring my love for events and live experiences and that creativity with wellness and holistic wellness in particular. So about a year before I moved home, I signed up for the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN, uh, to do my holistic health coach certification. I think that was such an amazing foundation for what I was preparing to do. And I went into that experience thinking, I just want to learn about holistic health. I want to be the student. I didn't really think I was going to be a health coach from there. I thought, oh, I'll just bring this into my retreats or classes. But at the end of the program, I was so inspired by everything that I learned that I, I knew I had to share this. And so I started creating what my health coaching programs would be. I started to pilot it with certain people. And, you know, that's, I, that has been a theme in my life where I thought, oh, maybe I won't do what this program or certification is for, but then I end up really getting inspired to share it after. So I did my Institute of Integrative Nutrition 
health coaching certification on my way home from yoga or from to Guam, I decided to do my yoga teacher training. And I had been doing yoga since college, right? I had gone to all these classes, all these festivals, workshops, everything related to learning about yoga as a student. But there was a lot of resistance to go through my teacher training because I was so scared. I was like, I could never be in front of people talking. How am I going to use my voice? What if I make a mistake? What if I mix up my right and my left, right? There was so much resistance. Um, But I knew when I saw the specific training I did that this was the one. I was going back to Bali, a place I held really um, special in my heart. It was the perfect time when I knew I was going to leave my job and move back to Guam. And it was an immersion, really going deep. We were in that yoga shala for a month, doing yoga for hours a day, philosophy, anatomy, amazing group of people in that program. And that really sparked wanting to learn more. So since then, I've done teacher trainings for kids yoga, for yoga and the lunar cycle, prenatal yoga when I was pregnant, um, sound healing meditation. I feel like this path has really taken my interest into like going deep as a student. And I really um, feel like those early days, whether that was in San Francisco or in Amsterdam or even early in San Diego, all of those different travel experiences have really led me to where I am now. So I moved to Guam in 2020, and I had my first launch event, three events in February. That was going to be my launch of Eno Wellness Collective. I'd actually opened ticket sales before I even got back. And when I think about it now, I'm like, wow, they must have been like, who is this girl? What events is she doing? She's not even here. I remember being in my teacher training and opening tickets for my first event. So all three of my events were full by the time I got back home to Guam, and then about a Two, three weeks later, we're in lockdown, right? Launching an event and retreat and live experience pro- company and business in the pandemic allowed me to really get creative. And it also forced me to adapt. I had this vision of like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off with events. I'm going to start off with retreats. And then later on, I'll introduce coaching. And then maybe later on, I'll introduce corporate. I had this whole plan, phase one, phase two, phase three. And that first month as an entrepreneur, leaving my comfort of my old company and my job, my salary, health benefits, and being like, I'm going to do this. It has to work. That really was such a make or break time. And I quickly pivoted like, all right, health coaching comes up first. Okay, let's do some virtual events, right? Let's build the community. Let's support people during this time. And what I really feel is that year, year and a half of COVID lockdown, on and off time that really built the Eno Wellness community so that when we were able to do in-person events, do in-person retreats, do our wellness festival, people were ready. They were there, they were connected. And there's so much that you can, that's so much that I attribute back to just that concept of building community when you can't meet in person. There are so many ways that you can build that connection virtually through social media, through, you know, just connecting people and being a connector for people. So I really feel like that time was such a huge piece of the Eno Wellness story. So now we are going into four years as an organization, as a business, and there's so much learning lessons, things that I've learned over over these past four years. A couple things that stand out to me that 
I really wanted to share as we launch this podcast is, first of all, just the power of looking at your health holistically, not just looking at diet, not just looking at movement, not just looking at self-care, but looking at the whole picture. I've worked with so many women and clients in my coaching programs. I've started to see all these themes and trends and behaviors and patterns. And it's so apparent to me how when we are able to zoom out and look not just at health in one way, when we're able to really look at it holistically, we can start to really change and get to the root of things. You can be eating salads every day, working out at the gym five days a week, but if you're not looking at your relationships, at your stress, at your sleep, at your triggers, your patterns that you have and behaviors that you have, your mindset, nothing changes, right? So that's been a huge thing that I've really worked to promote, not only with my programs and coaching, but also within events and within retreats. The other thing that I've noticed over the past four years is the power of healing in community. Retreats have been such an eye-opening experience. They've always been transformational for me. Every retreat I've ever attended, I've gotten so much out of, regardless of where I was in my life. So being able to hold space and create these experiences and bring my inspiration from all the what different things that I've experienced into one place, I've really witnessed people exhale when they get through, when they get to retreats and when they go through the experience. It's so beautiful to see someone who might be really, you know, closed up or shy or just not wanting to share, letting loose and re- letting their their feelings be shared and heard and um, understood. So I feel like being in that live experience, live retreat experience is so powerful and I hope to continue to create these spaces. It is such a dream to be able to go to Bali, back to Bali, to host my largest retreat to date this July. And I have so many ideas for where I would love to take people um, and also different things to, to host here on Guam. There's a lot of power in gathering here locally and doing these experiences, but there is something different. I notice when people come to a retreat that's kind of far away, you're able to really disconnect in a way that is sometimes hard to do at home. The other thing I wanted to share that I've really witnessed and experienced over the past four years is the power of community. One of the things I really wanted to do when I got home was connect all the different people that are doing amazing things. There's so many beautiful practitioners here on Guam, whether they're doing massage therapy, Reiki, sound baths, yoga, personal training, you know, uh, CrossFit, whatever it might be, there is that buzzing scene and everyone connects to different things. And I love that everyone brings their own energy and their own expertise and everyone's going to connect to different things. I always tell my yoga, you know, students in my beginner series, I'm like, go out and try different teachers, try different classes, find what lights you up, find what connects that you, what find what connects to you the most. And so I've loved to connect with so many local businesses, local entrepreneurs, local creators. I've collaborated with so many of them, whether that was through retreats, events, having, you know, 40 plus vendors at this past year's Eno Wealth Fest. It is amazing to see what happens when people come together for a shared purpose. And I really believe that's such a big piece of this movement of holistic health here on Guam is collaboration. There's room and space for all of us. We all have our amazing gifts. 
and how can we come together more just to elevate that message. So fast forward to where we are today, launching this podcast as an extension of the work that I'm doing, that my team's doing, that we're doing here on Guam. One of the things that I did decided to do at the start of even thinking about this podcast was creating a list of here's all the people I would love to have on. Here's people who have been my teachers. Here's people who I know are experts in things that I'm super interested in. So I created that list, had all their emails or Instagrams, and slowly, slowly started sending out those invitations. And I was so blown away by the response and how everyone said yes. And so you'll hear in the conversations to come in the weeks and months, I tell people, you are one of the first people on my mind because it is true. I had this list. I'm like, it would be amazing. This is episode one, episode two, episode three. And they all fell into place. The lineup of guests that we have is incredible. They are inspiring. They do all different things. They live in all different places. And I also promise to do a few solo episodes as well. Even though it is challenging for me to be able to use my voice in this way, I also know that on the other edge is growth and connection. And there might be someone out there listening that's like, I can do it too, right? If she can do it, I can do it too. And so I'm a big fan of looking at expanders, who are the people that are doing things a few steps ahead of where you want to be, and how can they show you that it's 100% possible for you to. So this lineup is a lineup of expanders for sure, and I hope that you enjoy getting to know them. My plan for this podcast is to release a new episode every other week. I would love and appreciate your feedback along this journey your ratings, your reviews, your questions, your comments. You can find us on Instagram, drop right into the DMs. I would love to hear what you think of this, what kind of conversations you want to hear, what would be valuable for you to explore. So as you listen to this, maybe it's in your car, maybe it's at home, maybe it's in whatever way you listen to podcasts. I hope that you take this journey with me as we explore stories and paths and ultimately understanding that the path is messy. It doesn't always go in the way that you want. And in these conversations, I think you'll hear that. You'll hear people's struggles, their highs, their lows, their teachers, what led them to where they are, and ultimately what's really inspiring them in their work. So I thank you so much for tuning into this very first solo episode. I'm so, so grateful for you for being here. And I hope you enjoy this first season of the Illuminated Path podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please rate and review. And don't forget to subscribe. Learn more at enowellnesscollective.com and connect with us on Instagram at enowellnesscollective.